Hello, this is Daniel Poppy, pastor at Emmaus Road Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this message will help you grow in your walk with Christ. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by visiting theroadfc.org and click on the giving link. So Pastor Daniel is sick today and can't be here in person, um, but he did work really hard in preparing the sermon for our Christ the King portion of the service. And so I am going to share that with you, but it is Pastor Daniel's message to all of us um, that he has prepared. So I just wanted to give him (laughs) credit before you just think that I'm just, I did all the work for this. So thank you, Daniel. All right. So this is the message that Pastor Daniel has for us. For generations, the church has celebrated the feast of Christ the King. For the last 50 years, it has been celebrated on this final Sunday of the Christian calendar, the Sunday before Advent begins. Today we celebrate Christ's messianic kingship and sovereign rule over all of creation. And that sentence um, might kind of sound like a foreign language to you. Messianic, sovereign, kingship. For us today, even the idea of kingship and living within a monarchy is a foreign idea. Perhaps it sounds quaint to you, or perhaps it sounds oppressive and stifling. But what we celebrate on holy days like this one is that despite our lack of understanding, there is a very good God who sees and hears all of creation, including you and me. And he pours out love and grace and mercy and guides us as we seek him. Jesus demonstrates to us the nature of God's reign over all creation. We don't have to wonder what it should be like because Jesus told us and demonstrated to us what his rule over the kingdom of heaven and earth was like. Let's consider this quote from Brian Zond. God is like Jesus. God has always been like Jesus. There has never been a time when God was not like Jesus. We have not always known what God is like, but now we do. In his book, Farewell to Mars, Brian Zond shares his own struggle to understand the simple truth of the character of God, because it really does run counter to our experience of how earthly kingdoms work. Our culture and our countries are constantly telling us how our lives ought to be shaped, how our communities should look. This then naturally overlays itself upon what we think of God and his kingdom. This is a journey that we are all on, learning to unlearn the things that we have presumed about God and his kingdom, the things that hinder our freedom in Christ and our usefulness in his kingdom. Let's turn to our scripture now. It will be in Colossians chapter 1. Before we hear the scripture this morning, let's pray. Gracious God, as we turn to your word for us, may the spirit of God rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. So I will read from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. And you can read along in your preferred way, or you can listen. 
We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now consider this. The very God of all heaven and earth, who is pleased to live in Christ, victorious over the power of sin and death, is now pleased to live with you, or to live within you and me. Doesn't the greatness of that idea blow you away? The very God of all creation has taken up residence in your heart and his nature is now revealed to the world through your unique thoughts and actions. His nature is revealed to the world through your unique way of serving him. It's crazy to try and wrap our minds around that idea, especially because so much of the time we feel like we have no idea what we're doing. We can barely figure out how to check all the things off of our to-do list. No, let's figure out how we represent Christ the King and the kingdom of God. Sheesh, says Daniel. <laughs> Just a reminder, this is, these are Daniel's words. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, but over the last eight months or so, we've been hearing about Jesus' teaching and seeing some of his miraculous acts. And I hope you have been encouraged by that idea that Jesus is not looking for perfect followers. He is looking for humble followers. He is looking for folks like you and me who may not have it all figured out, but who recognize that their source of hope in this world comes from the love and mercy of Jesus, who met us in our darkest of hours and saw us through the long watches of the night. The very Jesus who has healed us of so many things and who continues to restore and renew us daily. I lost my spot. Okay because that is how it works, is the one who guides us. The renewal or sanctification of Jesus captures our hearts in a moment and then advances us, advances in us through a lifetime of becoming more like him. You know, the one thing that appears to be the greatest hindrance preventing us from hearing the message of God appears to be certainty. Not certainty in our belief of who Jesus is, but certainty in the false understanding that there is one way in which Jesus and his kingdom works in our world. 
we get in trouble when we begin to feel like we know how it all works. You'll remember from our service last week, the ones who were most able to hear and receive the message of the kingdom were the ones with the least amount of religious knowledge, perhaps the ones with the least amount of religious baggage and assumptions. There is plenty we can be certain about, but may we always remain curious about the way that the truth is lived out in us. We can be certain that God blesses those who are poor and realizes their need for him, that God blesses those who mourn and comforts them, God blesses those who are humble and those who hunger and thirst for justice and satisfies them. God blesses those who are merciful and pure in heart, those who work for peace. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. And we can be certain that the Holy Spirit in our lives leads us to the truth and it reveals and interprets God's word to us. It guides our hearts and convicts us of sin, reshapes our thoughts and behaviors, making us more like Christ, and empowers us to bear witness to enact the kingdom of God. It unifies us with others. But as we work out these mysterious certainties in our lives, may we remain humble and curious about the details and specifics. This asks for patience and humility from us. This demands that we prayerfully chase after God's move, even when its direction is surprising for us. Faith is not having it all figured out. Rather, it is having your eyes set on the proper goal and humbly working out the best way to get there. This week, I, Pastor Daniel, was reminded of a quote by someone uh, that I aspire to know more about. Rainer Maria Rilke was an sorry if I'm totally just butchering that name, um, was an Australian poet and novelist. He is, uh, quote, widely recognized as one of the most lyrically intense German language poets. So you know this is going to be good. Okay. His work is rich and deep, and it's kind of hard to read, says Daniel. Uh, but this quote so beautifully sums up what I, Pastor Daniel, am feeling today. <laughs> Here's the quote for you. Be patient toward all that is unresolved in your heart, or unsolved in your heart, and try to love the questions themselves, like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not seek the answers, which cannot be given to you, given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. So may we live out the questions that we carry, not feeling less worthy for their existence, but emboldened that modeling the life of Jesus, even, without question, even with questions in hand, is the best way to honor the rule and reign of Jesus Christ in our world.